Welcome to The Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, June 1st show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts bring in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and how they affect our local economy. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. If you would like to connect with the guests that we have on the show, please call the show at one 855 411150 Again, that's one 855 41150 or online at com. And our lineup for today's show, we have Patty Hill of John L. Scott, How the World Tours Save You Money. Also in studio, we have Kyle Williams of IPX 1031, What You Need to Know About Tax Deferred Exchanges. And our last guest in studio, first time in studio, is Katie Grinden of KG Realty, how to succeed in real estate. Great information, great guest in studio today, as we do each week. Again, if you'd like to chat with them or have any questions, please call the show at one 855 411 Again, that's one 855 411 or online at com. And let's start out today with a little money chat. Money. Money. I uh, love myself a little money chat. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. What do you got going on, Keelan? Well, I was actually, uh, I wanted to touch base on this whole employment thing. You know, I was, and we in general have been talking about all the employment in Bellevue, the Amazon, the yeah. Facebooks and all that. And um, just recently, Wallet Hub came out with a study that, um, to kind of back up what's happening here in the state, that Washington was named the second best state in the nation uh, to find a job, literally. Woo-hoo. So they did. That's good stuff for us. It is because we always say if you want to know what housing market's going to do, and that's yep. obviously clearly important to us. Mm-hmm. Um, follow employment, and it's really great that mm-hmm. Seattle was named second. Um, the group compared fifty states across thirty indicators, including things like job strength, like opportunity, health of the economy, um, and then also employment growth, median annual income, average commute time. All these things were compared. Washington uh, placed very well. Um, monthly average starting salary here. We got second job satisfaction. We were eighth, mm-hmm. and we were above uh, average in employment growth. Average length of work, uh, eight, excuse me, average length of work week and median annual uh, annual income. So, mm. and then the we are number one under the overall umbrella category of economic environment rank. So um, top in the nation, Massachusetts came in first, uh, followed by West Virginia. Massachusetts, Massachusetts. They say that a few times. Yeah, Massachusetts. 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 They came in first. They came in first over oh, us, cool. but not by much. We were at like sixty-eight score, mm. and they were at like a seventy-one. So yep. it was just a margin. But it's pretty exciting to see, as you know, we've seen some of the growth here as uh, how we stack up to the nation and yes. um, and we've also been ranked as one of the top places to own rental properties because our uh, percentage of millennials per capita is one of the highest in the nation so if you're looking wow. for 
a rental opportunity. There's lots of millennials that'll be willing to uh, to get you some some rent. Yeah, well, you know that's a really great um, uh, tie-in for what I wanted to share today, and I wanted to talk about uh, Gateway. As Keelan mentioned in one of our previous money chats, we did purchase a charter bank, and it's so so exciting. Uh, you know, I've, I I can work pretty much at any company I want to, and and bring the team, and we could do you know greatness. But we really choose a company that can support us at a very high level, at a high efficiency level, uh, gives us the uh, competitive uh, price and product and um, really steps out there for creative products as well. And I'm so happy with the purchase of the Charter Bank because we've got some really great stuff coming up. So I want to talk about one thing, investor fix and hold. So cool. There are limited options available for investors that want to purchase property that need a rehab and because the condition of the home will not meet the requirements uh, that are needed for a traditional loan. Now, common rehab loans like a 203k rehab for FHA or the standard conventional rehab have loans, it has to be an owner-occupied or a primary residence. So this loan is coming in to fill that gap that the investors might need that plan on fixing and holding the property. So a little bit about the product description. Um, it's purchase price plus improvement repair, and it is short-term financing. Uh, again, it's for investors and investors only. First-time buyers are not eligible. So they you don't have to be an investor, but you can't be buying your first home as an investor investment property and utilize our investor fix and hold. Interest rate 7%, uh, which is really a competitive interest rate for a short-term finance loan. Uh, it's a three-month balloon, and the rate is uh, subject to change depending on what happens with Prime. Now, there are 30-day uh, extensions available at a half a percent of the loan, so there's no limit to extensions. If the rehab takes longer, just know that, that you want to build that in, your budgeting or your cost for what it's going to be for the short-term loan. And then once the improvements are completed, we'll just refinance it to a standard 30-year fixed, adjustable rate mortgage, whatever you want. Uh, credit score, there is a minimum credit score requirement. This is available for uh, credit strong borrowers, they want to see a 720 credit score, debt-to-income ratio 45%, so there is qualifying. It's not a traditional uh, subprime short-term loan where you don't have qualifying. This is a qualifying loan. Uh, Eligible loan types for the uh, permanent financing is conventional, so they can't put it into like a government or FHA, which they couldn't do anyways if it was an investment loan. Loan to value, uh, 75%. It does require a as-completed appraisal value. Estimate value after the completion of the renovation is required. So contractor registration, uh, it has to go through Gateway to get that accepted. You can't have a family member or somebody that's involved in the transaction that are doing the uh, rehab. And stay tuned for future money chat when I bring in our fix and flip product because that's really cool as well. All right, that's what we got for money chat. Coming up next in the money hour, how the realtors save you money. Patty Hill of John L. Scott right here at 1150 AM KKNW after the short break. Are you selling an investment property? As the nation's largest 1031 qualified intermediary, IPX 1031 provides industry-leading exchange services, including guidance, expertise, and security. As the leader in 1031 exchange companies, we can handle any type of 1031 tax exchange nationwide. Hi, my name's Kyle Williams, and I'm a vice president with IPX 1031 Exchange. I'd love to talk to you, so call me directly at 425-582-3487, and I'll answer any questions you have. 
Are you tired of wasting your hard-earned dollars on rent to pay off someone else's home? Do you want to have a home to call your own? Katie Grindon with KG Realty has assisted individuals and families just like yours in obtaining the dream of home ownership. Katie is the designated broker and owner of KG Realty, Master Certified Negotiation Expert, and a Certified Luxury Home Marketing Specialist. This is Katie Grindon with KG Realty. To receive a free guide to home buying, call me at 425-209-1214 or reach me online at katiegrindon.com. Again, that is 425-209-1214 or online at katiegrindon.com. Would you like to make a real difference for local individuals and families that are struggling with poverty, homelessness, abuse, and violence? Assistance League of the East Side is an all-volunteer, nonprofit organization that works to improve the lives of our neighbors every day. With your generosity, we can help individuals and families right here in our community through our philanthropic programs, including Operation School Bell. This year, Operation School Bell has provided 3,500 local children in need the opportunity to shop for new clothes, shoes, and coats. This helps them focus on learning and they go to school with more confidence. To learn more about how you can become a volunteer with our organization or make a tax-deductible donation, visit aleastside.org. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Well, welcome back to The Money on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, June 1st show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I am your co-host, Keelan Harvey. You're a local mortgage experts. It's a great day to talk money, and that's what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so that you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're listening to our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show. Please call the show at one 855 1150 Again, that's one 855 411150 or online at themoneyr.com. In studio right now, we have Patty Hill of John L. Scott, How the Realtors Save You Money. Patty, thank you so much for coming back and visiting us in studio. Thanks for having me, Tina. Yeah, a little bit about Patty. Patty is office leader at the Seattle Northwest office for John L. Scott. Patty has been chosen by Seattle Magazine as five-star best in client satisfaction real estate agent for 2005 through 2015 and has her designation for senior real estate specialist working in Boomers and beyond. EPRO designation from National Association of Realtors and awarded Realtor of the Year 2014 Seattle King County Realtors, which is a huge, huge honor. And I was actually there that night, Patty. I was so proud of you because what an amazing accomplishment. And what she's going to share with us today is actually tied to uh, what she does in the real estate space. Uh, Patty is a member of National Association of Realtors, member of Northwest Multiple Listing Services, member of Washington Association of Realtors, and member of Windermere Foundation, dedicating to helping homeless and low-income families. She is also the 2016 president of Seattle King County Association of Realtors. So, Patty, Tina and I know that you are very involved with the advocacy for uh, the Realtor Association. Let's start out with the B&O tax that didn't pass. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. So, um, we basically got the realtors exempted from the, the bill in Washington State. Um, we don't pay, we don't get the small business um, designation as far as taxes are concerned mm-hmm. for our state. 
And so our lobbyists went in there and said, hey, we don't get this, so don't up our B&O tax by 20%. And the legislators agreed Yay. with us, and so Thank we were goodness. exempt from that. Yeah, yeah, because that was a big conversation that was happening around the uh, the real estate. And I just, um, you know, as, as Keelan said, I mean, it's just something really to point out. Somebody has to be behind the scenes and fighting and doing things and giving their time. And this is not a paid position. It's a voluntary space that you really uh, commit and are passionate about, not just helping real estate agents and their rights, but helping consumers as well. So I just, I wanted to, to give that shout out there, Patty. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about, is this going to come up again in the future? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the, you know, the legislature is always looking for new taxes. Mm-hmm. And so we just have to keep being there and in their ear and explaining our side of why not. Yes. And, um, and hopefully we'll just keep our, our good record going. Yes. Patty, what kind of impact would this have on real estate agents? Well, it's a 20% increase on your B&O tax. That's a good um, chunk. Well, yeah, it can be. Um, it, sometimes, you know, and when we have a lower um, a lower margin, mm-hmm. the B&O tax doesn't seem to be that big. But when you add it up, it can be as much as a thousand to ten thousand dollars a year, depending yeah. on the agent. Um, so it's a it's a good savings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Patty, let's talk about the real estate excise tax and what happened with this. Well, the the state legislature wanted to up the real estate excise tax on everyone. Yes. And what they initially were going to do was give a, 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 a break to any sale that was under $250,000, which in Washington state is very few. Of course. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what we came up with and, um, it was a compromise. We wrote what we wanted. They wrote what they wanted. And we literally sat down at the table with them, with the legislators and the finance committee and said, how about if we do this graduated, um, marginalized tax, real estate tax. So, up to the first five hundred thousand dollars, your your real estate tax actually goes down. Yes. So in our area, real estate tax, real estate excise tax, which we call the REIT, uh-huh. um, is one point seven eight percent. So if it's five hundred thousand dollars or less now, the sale it's going to be one point six percent. Okay. Um, up to one and a half million, it's going to stay at the one point seven eight percent. Okay. So and because it's marginalized, so it's the first five hundred thousand is yes. one point six, and then the second million, uh, if you're a million five, uh-huh. is going to be one point seven eight. Yep. So then after that, and then over that, yeah, over that, it's three um, percent up to three million, yep. and then over three million is three point two five percent. Yeah. So what this does is it it was a compromise because mm-hmm. we basically kind of killed. The commercial guys, they're there because their people are going to have to pay a higher rate because yes. there's so much commercial yep. in um, the greater Seattle area yeah. that's over three million. So they're really taking the hit for to they not are. have that. They're they're paying the money on on that end. And yeah, remember right. again, if you you know if you're selling a house and it's three million, that one and a half, your first five hundred, then the one and a half, and then the three. So you're not paying that higher tax on the entire right uh, yeah. amount. They, yes, yeah, they yeah. get the marginalized tax yes. also. Yes, but still. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking a $12 million building, yeah. they're going to have to quite a Quite a little bit they're of an increase there. They're going to yeah. pay more. Well, thank yeah. you to mm-hmm. our commercial uh, people out there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, Patty, yeah. we've heard some talk about national flood insurance uh, program that will expire uh, May 31st. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes. When this airs, it will be expired. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what what's happening is um, in the in the national 
it, it's a whole thing. The national, the it passed the House sort of, but it didn't. And then it passed the Senate sort of, but it didn't. <laughs> so what happens is if the, if the national flood insurance program is not in place, then you guys know better than anybody. Mm-hmm. If flood insurance is required on a, on a home and you need to do a, a federal loan, it can't happen. No. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, but if there are flood um, claims against the flood insurance program, they can still pay those claims up to the amount of money that's there. Okay. Once that money's gone, then they can't pay claims anymore. And we're wow. seeing the huge tornadoes and floods and stuff all through Central America, United States. Yes. Um, and so it, it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I am the fancy name federal political coordinator for Patty Murray from the Realtor Association. Okay. Um, I just saw her a couple days ago, yeah. and we were talking about flood insurance, and she said we're doing our best. So we're hoping that we can at least get another little extension that seems to be how the legislature works. They yes. give us five-month, six-month extensions. What we'd like to see is a five-year program. Um, what some of the people in legislature would like to see is that it become privatized, which I get, but you can't do that like in one day. Yeah, it ha- no. it, they ha- we have to come up with some sort of a system that's going to allow that to happen and yeah. maybe still have some federal help, but not 100 percent. Yeah. Well, it's, but, it's good to know it's still a work in progress. Right. I talked to um, it did expire a few years ago. And mm-hmm. I talked to a, a friend of mine um, from Oregon who was trying to sell a waterfront property there. And the flood insurance for her was $69,000 oh, a year. my wow. God! I know. So, yeah. And the difference from it is really, I mean, you can see that it adds an extra 100 bucks a month to someone's payment. You can see it adds an extra mm-hmm. couple $300 a month of payment. And in this right. scenario, $68,000 yeah. a year. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. So, Patty, let's uh, shift over to how the fair housing laws improved opportunities for employment, education, and uh, healthy communities. Well, as we know, fair housing was not a thing 50 years ago, Mm -hmm. and now it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And it improves opportunities for employment, education, and makes healthy communities. So the Realtors Code of Ethics um, has included, I think it was about 10 years ago, that we included the um, LGBTQ community in our Code of Ethics so that we professionally will help anyone get a home anywhere yes the national equity or equality act didn't include that so we've asked the legislature to include that wording in the equality act and it has passed the house okay so um i think the senate will come soon and um so that we can then say we're we're for everyone yes living in housing yeah that's fantastic how are we doing overall in washington state here with all this well yeah we, we do well here. But Washington State, uh, I compared to, and because I'm involved in the National Association, I get to hear a lot of different um, things that are going on with different states. And, and I feel like Washington, we really are on top of things a, a lot better than most of the other states. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're doing well. So, Patty, let's shift over to condos and let's talk about before what we were facing when it came to issues with building uh, new construction in in the condo arena. So within the first four years of a new condo being built, um, it was sort of required that you have 
what they called an envelope study, mm-hmm. where they looked at the how the building was built. Um, and at that time, um, or uh, up until, well, up until now, um, the Homeowners Association would have to have this done, and then they would have to sue the builder. Mm-hmm. And the builder didn't have the opportunity to come in and fix those things. It was just going to be a lawsuit. Yeah. Um, there was one particular building um, at the north end of Lake Union that was sued for $21 million. The actual fix was about $12 million. Um, the rest of it kind of went to the lawyers. Mm-hmm. So, um, so in order to make this a little more equitable for everyone, oh, also the Homeowners Association board was on the hook if they... Um, didn't sue, then yeah. they could be held personally that's responsible crazy. for it's, anything. I, we're, yeah, that's a whole other show on how this all right. happened. But yes, <laughs> yes. So now, now we've been given the opportunity um, to have uh, still have the the inspection done. Also, before um, if there was a code law that had changed, they were required to bring it up to code, mm-hmm. which is silly. Yeah, I mean it was built to code. The year it was built. Yes. So that that's gone, mm-hmm. and then also the homeowner association is protected. The 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 um, board. Yeah. Those costs just seem so out of context. That's mm-hmm. unbelievable, and just like double the cost just on people getting their piece. Mm-hmm. So the condo reform will will take care of the homeowner association. Um, there still can be lawsuits. I mean, mm-hmm. if the, it's really bad building, then yeah, let's take care of that. But. Um, but it's it's just a little more um, equitable for everyone, and it's still not perfect. We'll yes. still be working on it, and we had a couple other bills, a lot that went along with it, kind of hand in hand, that didn't even get out of committee. One of them didn't get out of committee. One didn't pass. So mm-hmm. we still have more work to do. Yeah, but it's great to see that we've had some. Uh, you guys have had real success there in Olympia. Mm-hmm. So what do you see that this now that the uh, Condo Reform Act uh, did pass? What do you see that ha- happening and changing with? Uh, condos. Well, the crystal ball is a little foggy. Okay. But what I'd All like, right. what I'd like to see, and what I think I'm going to see, is um, a lot of apartment buildings were built in the last ten years, uh-huh. and I think we're going to see some conversions um, okay. because they built those apartment buildings to kind of condo standards. Uh-huh. So the conversion is going to be easy. Um, a, a person that owns the apartment building is going to say, okay, I've been getting my rent. I'm good. I don't want to be a landlord anymore. And they can sell it individual units as condos and walk away from it that way. I think, I think we'll see more of that. And yeah. we're also going to see some building. Okay. Uh-huh. So it seemed pretty sudden when the uh, condo building stopped, Patty. Uh, what do you see for the future in the condo market in general? You know, it's interesting. Condos are, are kind of their own animal. They, mm-hmm. they, they go up. They go down. Right yeah. now, I'm seeing them sit. Um, but we're seeing some amazing new condo buildings going up in downtown Seattle. One is called First Light, which is um, already 68% sold. And I don't, yeah. it's not going to be done till 2022 or something. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. And what, what's the price range in that? Oh, not low. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's what we've seen is all the, the new construction and the condos have been just like, you know, the really high end. So hopefully we'll see really some more end. affordable yeah. uh, things come into the market for those first time home buyers. Yeah. Well, Patty, thank you so much for coming back in. And thank you again uh, for everything that you do in Olympia and uh, anybody that wants to go up for Hill Day. I tell you, it's quite an experience. It is really fun. It and you're really all invited. Is. Everybody is invited. invited. Yep. Thank you, Patty. Thank you. Coming up next in the Money Hour, what do you need to know about tax-deferred exchanges? Kyle Williams of IPX 1031. Right here at 1150 AM, KKNW, after this short break.
you tired of wasting your hard-earned dollars on rent to pay off someone else's home? Do you want to have a home to call your own? Katie Grindon with KG Realty has assisted individuals and families just like yours in obtaining the dream of home ownership. Katie is the designated broker and owner of KG Realty, master certified negotiation expert, and a certified luxury home marketing specialist. This is Katie Grindon with KG Realty. To receive a free guide to home buying, call me at 425-209-1214 or reach me online at katiegrindon.com. Again, that is 425-209-1214 or online at katiegrindon.com. Are you selling an investment property? As the nation's largest 1031 qualified intermediary, IPX 1031 provides industry-leading exchange services including guidance, expertise, and security. As the leader in 1031 exchange companies, we can handle any type of 1031 tax exchange nationwide. Hi, my name is Kyle Williams and I'm a Vice President with IPX 1031 Exchange. I'd love to talk to you, so call me directly at 425-582-3487 and I'll answer any questions you have. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, June 1st show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast to connect with our guests. You can call the show at one 855 400 or online at themoneyhour.com. Again, that's one 855 1150 or online at themoneyhour.com. In studio right now, Kyle Williams of IPX 1031. What you need to know about tax deferred exchanges. Kyle, welcome back into studio. Thanks for having me, Tina. Thank you, Keelan. Welcome. And a little bit about Kyle. Kyle Williams, Vice President and Account Executive with Investment Property Exchange Services, Inc. Resides in Bellevue. He is responsible for sales covering Washington State with over a decade of financial brokerage and real estate experience, including REITs, 1031s, and other real estate investments. He enjoys speaking with brokers, CPAs, attorneys, investors, and real estate professionals. Kyle received his BA from the Central Washington University of Political Science and History. So Kyle, 1031 Exchange, awesome uh, product, awesome way to, to help yourself in possibly a tight pinch. Tell people what this 1031 Exchange is. Yeah, so Section Code 1031 is really something the IRS gives us that allows an individual, uh, maybe a partnership, a corporation, really any property owner that owns business or investment property, to sell that property and exchange into a new property without paying federal income taxes. Love ways to not have to pay federal income taxes. Yes. How long has this been around, Kyle? So 1031 has actually been around for almost 100 years. I think 1921, wow. and it was called Section 202 back then, but in its modern form, uh, really for close to 30 years. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think I said product earlier. It's really a tool. Let's be it, real. It's more it's of a tool, tool as a product. Tool it's kind yeah. of a tool in tool your product. tool belt. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Product tool. Oh, yeah, product tool. There we go. <laughs> Just yeah. new term. Uh, what does the term like kind mean in a 1031 exchange? I know that's important. Yeah, this is probably the most common question that comes up uh, in class I do or when clients call. They say, what's this like kind thing mean? Really, in the 1031 world, 
It means any property held for business or investment purposes. So that could be your residential rentals, it could be raw land, could be commercial, even 30-year leases mm-hmm. are technically uh, fee simple and like kind property when it comes to 1031. So any property held for business or investment purposes is like kind with each other, meaning that you can sell out of one of those and go into another one. So that is fairly broad then. Yeah, absolutely. So I could sell mm. uh, raw land in Montana and exchange it for the Space Needle because no. they're both <laughs> yeah. they're yeah. both theoretically held for business or investment purposes. So it's it's really a broad brush and would include mm, essentially everything outside of personal use properties mm-hmm. and flips. Gotcha. Because everything else uh, is essentially held for business or investment purposes when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kyle, what about uh, who's eligible and who is ineligible for a 1031 exchange? Yeah. So, people that hold property for business or investment purposes can exchange. And so, this could be any, uh, really any property owner. A lot of times right now, it's foreign nationals. Um, people may live in China and own property here, and they can actually exchange that. Uh, it could be an LLC, a C Corp two spouses, an individual. Mm -hmm. So really anyone who owns property held for business or investment purposes is eligible to do a 1031 exchange. And I should probably say too, uh, the term business or investment purposes is not really defined by the IRS. So with everything I say today, you know, clients always want to talk to their CPA for tax guidance and make sure that their CPA signs off on everything and, mm-hmm. and they consult the CPA yeah. to figure out if their property truly does yes. uh, qualify. Yeah. So did you mention the ineligible? Um, who is in, ineligible for it? Y- yeah. Personal use properties are a big one. Yeah. So like your primary residence, you can't do an exchange on mm-hmm. that. Uh, vacation homes, second homes, flips don't qualify either yes. because they're technically not held for business or investment purposes. And will you go expand on that for a second with the flips? Because, oh, you know, we had the privilege to have you in for uh, one of my Power Hour Lunch and Learns came in and spoke with uh, all my real estate agents and they loved it. And um, you kind of given in a story of how this can, you know, this can tie in. And if you really have to be careful of what you're considered a flip or not flip, correct? Yeah. So it comes down to really what the intent is. Mm-hmm. Holding period is a big thing. The IRS has never defined how long you specifically have to hold for before you can do a 1031 exchange. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as it's held for business or investment purposes, a lot of CPAs will tell you if you get some rents on it and truly hold it for business or investment purposes for a year or longer, you're probably okay. But ultimately, it all comes down to the CPA because there's there's been plenty of cases where clients have held for under a year, maybe six months. I've uh-huh. even heard of cases where it's three months. They get an unsolicited offer. Uh, maybe a developer is buying up a city block, and they've got a long-term business plan in place and intend to hold long-term. Okay. But they get an offer they can't refuse. And so yeah. they go to their CPA and say, can I exchange this? I've only held for six months. And the CPA says, well, your intent wasn't to flip this or sell it. Your intent yes. was to hold it long term. So absolutely do it. Make sure you document really well. Exactly. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Kyle, you've been in studio before, but for our brand new listeners, why would somebody want to do a 1031 exchange? Where is the value for them to do that? Yeah. So a lot of people, especially around here with, with prices going up the way they do and the way they have over the last decade, two decades, three decades, uh, they have a lot of gain issues in their investment properties. Like say rentals, for example. If someone bought a rental on Queen Anne 30 years ago, they could have bought it for 75 or 100,000. Yeah, crazy. You know, a small little house, and mm-hmm. now that lot itself is worth 800, 900,000. 
And so that's a huge gain issue. Mm -hmm. And they can't take any primary residence exclusion or any other tax benefit outside the 1031. So that rental that they've had for all these years, they can actually exchange that, not pay any federal income taxes, and buy something else. It's a really, really great tool. So let's talk about uh, exchanging anything else outside of real estate. Is that possible? So it was until January 1st of last year. With that Tax Cut and Jobs Act, uh, there were what's called personal property exchanges. And those that section of 1031s actually made up a larger chunk of 1031s in real estate did. People were exchanging arts, coins, collectibles, muscle cars, rental car fleets, irrigation equipment, anything you anything could think went. of, trademarks, anything held for business or investment purposes. But as of January 1st last year with the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, it's all gone away. So the only thing you can truly 1031 exchange is real estate held for business or investment purposes. Yeah. So people, if your property's gone up, you need to call Kyle because he can hook you up with some great advice here. And speaking of of you and your company, can you tell us a little bit about your guys? Because this is really important, especially in this field, uh, your, your financial security as a company and um, how you guys hold funds for people and all the detail you guys go into on just making sure that it's a safe, secure process. Yeah, I... Great question. So 1031s, what people don't really realize or know is that 1031s are largely unregulated. We are part of Fidelity National Financial, and that's very important because we have the highest level of protections in place. Uh, $100 million Fidelity bond, $30 million of errors and emissions on each account. And those are all voluntary. Mm -hmm. We don't have to have those. But we hold funds in a commercial bank account, uh, which we specifically name the client on the account with us where they will collect interest. Uh, and again, that's very, very important because there are so many 1031 companies out there without the protections that we have. And so we always want to make sure that client safety is is first and foremost. Yeah, um, very, very important if you're going through this process to make sure that you're working with uh, somebody that has that uh, can protect you in that investment. Um, we haven't talked about the the time that you have to complete because that's really an important part of the process as well. Timing is everything when it comes to a 1031 exchange. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of people are worried about that 45-day thing, and they'll say, you know, am I going to find a property in 45 days? And really what that means is that as soon as they close on their sale, they have 45 days to identify and basically let us know what they intend on purchasing. They don't have to be under contract, and although that's smart to do, they don't technically have to be under contract. They just have to let us know within 45 days what they intend on purchasing. So as everyone here knows, the market moves super quickly in the Mm -hmm. Seattle and Puget Sound area. So really, we tell clients, as soon as you list your property for sale, start looking for new ones. Mm -hmm. Start trying to get under contract on a new property if you can. Don't drag your feet on this. So we just came out of this uh, crazy market with just literally no inventory. Um, some neighborhoods, literally no inventory. So w- what challenges came? I mean, what happens if they can't secure a property in 45 days? So, What's the worst case scenario here? Yeah. So worst case scenarios is that the exchange fails and they pay taxes yeah. next April or whenever they file for this tax mm-hmm. year. Uh, ultimately, there's there's passive real estate investments like DSTs, Delaware Statutory Trusts, uh, and, and things that they can use as a backup. Uh, but ultimately, there's no extensions outside of federally declared yeah. disaster. So clients cannot drag their feet. And we tell them that, you know, don't go to Europe for a month and then come back on day 38 and spend mm. a week <laughs> looking for a property. You know, you got to dedicate <laughs> yourself. Yeah. Because this market, I mean, it's a lot different here than, you know, Missouri, for example. Sure. I mean, they might be able to get under contract super quickly there. But here, 
much tougher. Yeah. Don't procrastinate. Don't drag your feet. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the biggest mistake that you see, Kyle, with these 1031 exchanges, or do you see other mistakes uh, along the way? What should people avoid? Yeah, that's a big one uh, when clients drag their feet on identifying properties and looking for properties. But probably the big one is just not getting the exchange set up in time. Mm-hmm. So in a 1031 exchange, we actually take title to funds and hold funds. That means that we have to set up the exchange before they close on their sale. So at least once a week, I'll get a call from a client that wants to set up an exchange, and I'll say, that's great. Where's escrow at? And they'll say, oh, it closed last week. (laughs) Unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) womp, womp. (laughs) Debbie Downer voice. (laughs) Unfortunately, they can't do an exchange, and they'll say, Kyle, are you sure? You know, I... My realtor thought that we could it'd probably be easier to set up after the exchange. Uh-huh. Sorry, there's nothing we can do. It has to be set up, and we have to take title to funds because if the client ever has control of funds, there's nothing we can do. Yeah. So, Kyle, anything new that you see coming up on the horizon or any changes uh, that you're forecasting? So the 1031 legislation that uh, we talked about a little earlier with personal property going away, I think real estate uh, with 1031s, that was definitely – looked at and really on the chopping block uh, about two years ago for the Tax Cut and Jobs Act. And it wouldn't surprise me to see it come up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Price Waterhouse Cooper is one of the big four accounting firms did a study, and I think they said it would have like a negative net impact of $165 billion on the economy, wow. primarily focused in real estate if they got rid of 1031s for real estate. Really? So I hope Congress isn't short-sighted enough to bring that back up, but it, it's it's always imperative uh, that you talk to your Congress people. Mm-hmm. You know, let them know that, that... Patty's making notes over here as you're chatting right now. <laughs> and, 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 and absolutely. She talked about uh, working for Senator Murray. Mm-hmm. You can always email your senators, write letters in, but all that stuff really helps. So, uh, Kyle, can you tell... I remember when you, uh, when you did our Lunch and Learn, uh, you used a, a pretty powerful example of a 1031 exchange. There's a pretty cool story of one of your buddies, and that really kind of helped me to put things in perspective a little bit. Um, can you share that with our listeners? Yeah, so uh, one of my friend's parents owned a, uh, basically a teardown on Queen Anne that they had bought in decades earlier for, I think, like, I don't know, $20,000, $25,000, and... Sold it a couple of years ago for like one and a half million, and they used all that equity to put down on a much bigger multifamily unit and didn't pay any taxes. So their original cost basis was next to nothing, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're in a five million dollar multifamily unit without paying taxes. And uh, ten thirty one, something like that, is awesome because yes. it helps it helps the economy. Yep, uh, it helps people push more equity into the economy and create jobs and everything. So yeah, ten thirty one's just awesome. Yeah, it allows really. them to uh, leverage it like no other. I mean, we mm-hmm. kind of think of it like the downside, the taxes of it, us paying, and this just to protect us. But you could actually use it on the positive side as a leverage for your investment portfolio and shoot you to a whole different planet when it Definitely. comes to that. I mean, it's a- fantastic. A- absolutely, not uncommon to see clients use all their equity and put it 25% down on a much bigger multifamily unit or go to commercial or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Kyle, for uh, coming in and being our resource and everything uh, around 1031 uh, tax exchange. So thank you. Thank you. Coming up next on The Money Hour, how to succeed in real estate. Katie Grindon of KG Realty right here on 1150 AM KKNW after the short break.
Are you selling an investment property? As the nation's largest 1031 qualified intermediary, IPX 1031 provides industry-leading exchange services, including guidance, expertise, and security. As the leader in 1031 exchange companies, we can handle any type of 1031 tax exchange nationwide. Hi, my name is Kyle Williams, and I'm a vice president with IPX 1031 Exchange. I'd love to talk to you, so call me directly at 425-582-3487, and I'll answer any questions you have. Are you tired of wasting your hard-earned dollars on rent to pay off someone else's home? Do you want to have a home to call your own? Katie Grindon with KG Realty has assisted individuals and families just like yours in obtaining the dream of home ownership. Katie is the designated broker and owner of KG Realty, Master Certified Negotiation Expert, and a Certified Luxury Home Marketing Specialist. This is Katie Grindon with KG Realty. To receive a free guide to home buying, call me at 425-209-1214 or reach me online at katiegrindon.com. Again, that is 425-209-1214 or online at katiegrindon.com. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I am your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts. We bring in studio each week the best of the best experts in everything regarding your money helping you build a strong financial blueprint. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect with you at the guests that we have on the show. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyr.com. In studio right now, we have Katie Grindon of KG Realty, how to succeed in real estate. Katie, thank you so much for coming in. First time in studio. Very excited to have a conversation with you today. Thanks for having me. And a little bit about Katie. Katie was born and raised in Whidbey Island, where her family roots go back five generations. Growing up in the beautiful Puget Sound, she took advantage of the amazing lifestyle from spending summers in the island beaches to winters uh, spend skiing in the mountains. Katie has a deep appreciation of why her home is so loved by others, and she loves helping her clients find their perfect place to call paradise. Katie has learned that the key to long-term success in building strong client relationships as well as great team to surround herself with. Katie and her team offer unparalleled knowledge and many years of combined success working with home buyers and sellers. Her team is made up of specialists whose skills complement their strengths and whose genuine care for her clients re- reflect their family values. Katie and her husband Jason are raising four incredible sons and they have been legal guardians for a young girl who is part of their big happy family. Together they enjoy from soccer and skiing and paddleboarding and just hanging out as cre- um, creating lots of memories. After many success years as a realtor, Katie opened her own real estate firm in 2018, KG Realty. Well, congratulations on that, Katie. That's a Sounds huge, like a fun family. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm going to go hang out with them. Yeah, can we go hang out with you sometime? That would yeah, be fun. we like to have fun. Uh, Paddleboarding, <laughs> soccer. I like both of those. Oh, yeah. And all the success she has in real estate as well. Right? Crazy. Open your own office in 2018. Talk a little bit about um, what contributed to your success here in 2018. Well, I would say that my success is due in large part to the fact that um, I've always had a mentor. 
I've always wanted to grow and learn and develop myself. So I'm constantly pushing myself to grow and achieve more. Um, I haven't hit where I want to be, and I'm not sure where that is at this point, but I'm constantly um, challenging myself and um, wanting to be better at what I do. Yeah, and that's great. That's what I was speaking of superstars. Patty was one of my superstars. I bring in the best of the best each week. Every Monday, I do a Facebook Live of the best of the best in the real estate space based on what they're doing um, in our market. And uh, Patty that we have in studio, she was one of them. And uh, Katie's going to be as well. And and that really is a trait of a superstar, always looking at getting better and improving and challenging yourself. And so I love that. So Katie, what is your biggest challenge um, starting your own business? And how did you overcome that challenge? So fear, without a doubt, it was fear. And I have found, um, you know, fear comes up with many, many things in life. It's a constant thing we deal with. And I would say the best thing I did was uh, my due diligence. I went out and I talked to other business owners. I talked to other people in the industry. I talked to the Department of Licensing. I did a lot of due diligence. And so when you do that, it shines a light on the things that mm-hmm. you're more sca- most scared of. Yes. And it's not scary anymore. And then the second thing I did was I just did it. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a point where you're not going to know everything you need to do. You just have to do it and you yeah. learn. So just jumping in in a certain sense with both feet and going for it. And then in hindsight now, about a year later, it's it was like not a big deal. Yeah, I love that because I um, when I first met you, I you know, and I heard about all your success, and you were uh, sharing and doing a presentation with a networking group with a lot of powerful women there. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to get you in studio. She's like, okay, booked it. I need to get you on my coffee and a superstar. Okay, book it. Hey, I've got this great program. Okay, I'm in. You know, I love that. And one of my uh, one of my core practices is embrace your failures, and that's just what uh, what Katie was talking about. That's awesome, Katie. So, um, and I imagine starting um, your own office, your own firm, um, there's obviously a lot of marketing involved. Um, tell us a little bit about marketing tips and what you'd suggest for those out there looking to grow their business. So, actually, it's not as complicated as I think people think it is, and I don't think it costs as much money as people mm-hmm. think it is. Your best marketing tip is yourself. Yes. Yeah. So, we're in a relationship-based business, and we're in a relationship-based industry, And it really circles back around to developing your database, your sphere of influence, and um, developing your relationships. So I think as realtors, we overcomplicate it by thinking we have to pay for a lot of marketing um, in order to bring that business in. And really, you don't have to. I think it's harder to develop relationships on a certain sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you can learn those skills and go after that, that saves you a lot of money at the end of Mm -hmm. the day. Mm -hmm. Um, But really going after that is the best marketing tip I can give you. Yeah, and so Katie, you talked about the importance of changing and putting yourself out there. Um, and so what have you seen in the industry? And, you know, because we have to make a decision to change ourselves, and that's our own decision, but you can't make a decision of what's going to happen externally, which is always going to be changing. So what changes mm-hmm. have you seen in the industry since you've started your career? So I would say I'm actually, I consider myself pretty young in the industry still. I started in 2012, and that was when the recovery was happening. So I didn't experience, I did not experience Um, the hard times that a lot of other realtors went through. But the changes I've seen in the last seven years that I've been doing this, I would say technology obviously continues to change and evolve. Um, There's a lot of things that people can tap into. I think, you know, that's going to definitely keep evolving Mm -hmm. and growing. Um, 
I also think there's a lot of uh, competition with discount brokerages. Yes. I think that's a, a lot more of what we see coming into the marketplace. And they're really coming from a lot of different places and wanting to get a toehold into the market, really. Um, real estate hasn't changed in a very long time. I mean, the, the business model we use, it has been the same for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that is going to change the market, but I do see more of that happening. Yeah. And I mean, discounted shops, they're everywhere. And I've, you know, we've, we've said this before, no matter what you're purchasing. And I, I always use the example, you can buy your clothes at Target or you can buy it at a department store. I mean, it's up to you. You can take service or you can take a discounted price. So, you know, you're going to, you can't have everything. Katie, I was curious. So, um, if we could turn about back the clock and you could give yourself you now, um, when you, if you could give yourself a piece of advice when you started this journey, what would you tell yourself? I would say know who you are, know what your strengths are, know how to utilize those strengths. I have changed so much from when I started this business. Just my personal growth has been huge. Uh, and now where I'm at is I know my personality type. I know how I work best. I know how to tell people to, for example, my employees, how to work with me. Uh, so I would say know who you are and utilize those strengths would be the best advice I could give myself. Yeah, I, I know. I, I, it's, it's just amazing how much better and how much more and knowledge and wisdom that we get um, every day that we get up and come back into the office. It's um, just it's so exciting. You know, I'm, I want to know where I'm going to be 5, 10, 20 years from now. Uh, so, Katie, we have a lot of real estate agents that listen to the show. Um, and for them to be able to take their business to the next level with the, with the success that you have seen, what advice would you give them? Well, it does kind of speak to the other question you asked me about marketing tips. Um, and the advice, it, it talk, talking a little bit about you are your best marketer. You're, yes. you're, you're your best resource in your business. So I would say to other realtors, just be aware of that. And also, as they start to experience success, learn how to work with other people. I have a team. So I'm the team, my team leader. I have a uh, buyer specialists who work for me. So I've learned how to leverage my time. Mm -hmm. So I talked about playing to my strengths. My strengths are I'm really good with clients. I'm really good at prospecting. I'm really good at getting business. I personally can't handle all the business I bring in. So mm -hmm. I had to learn, and this would be good for other realtors to know, as you grow, and we like to hold on to our business because we think we're the only ones who can do it the best. We don't give anything up. We look at our emails. We look at, you know, we want to work with every single client, all the paperwork and everything. Learn how to develop your business and let go of those things. And you have to learn how to teach and train people to take yes. that stuff on for you. And then your business will explode if you can do it. It's really hard. Mm. I have to tell you as a my personality profile, I'm a very uh, high D if anyone knows the disc profile. Yeah, you're a driver. Um, I'm very controlling and I don't want to give anything up. But I have had to learn how to do that, and I will tell you, my world has changed, my life has changed. Yes. Everything about my business has changed, so and it's I'm, awesome. It is. I'm a driver as well. I'm a high I followed by a high D, and no C or S uh, with me at all. But I, you know, I teach embracing your strengths and hiring out your weaknesses. It is a must. You can have a successful business, but you cannot have a successful business and a successful life mm -hmm. if you do it all on your own. So, Katie, I'm a big believer in, I mean, if you know me, I've talked about it before. Like, I do a lot of reading and, you know, the YouTube and podcasts and everything, always trying to gain positively, positivity, knowledge, you know, and always feeding that. Um, and I imagine with your success, you're probably very similar. 
Um, your favorite book. What would you recommend as your favorite book right now, and why is that your favorite book? So I, whatever book I'm usually reading at the time is my favorite because I'm getting a lot out of it. Um, the, the most recent book I, I read that I really liked is called Chop Wood, Carry Water by Joshua Metcalf. And it really is a story about, um, you know, think of the, the karate kid, you know, wax on, wax off. Yes. Laying the foundation. This is a, it's a really interesting story about an American guy who goes to become a samurai warrior. But, you know, it's foundational it's like you do the same he's chopping wood and carrying water every single day and complaining about it the whole time because he wants to be a samurai warrior Um. and he's not getting to play with everything so um really what i would say i've gotten out of that book is we work very very hard on the foundational stuff Mm -hmm. and you just have to have faith if you do those things you you will explode you will achieve the success you want to achieve and it will be you know that overnight success that takes 20 years to get there yes. it will happen yes. um so i like it for that reason it was a good it's a good story chinese bamboo tree takes five years to break ground and it grows 90 feet in six weeks wow that's just what you're talking about yeah. i'm going to tie that in because it's so that's the biggest thing i people is they don't re- rejoice in their small successes allow themselves to fail so that they can proceed forward like you were talking about and and just wait because you don't see what's happening underneath the surface and you need to build that foundation in order to support the massive growth. But there's something that's happening. You just don't see it yet. So I, I yeah. love that. Um, as we're wrapping our time up here with you, Katie, I'd love for you to share a little bit what's important to you outside of business. I know you're going to say your kiddos. Yeah, my <laughs> husband and my kids, yes. for sure. That's really important. I mean, we are, we're very proud of our children, and two of them are graduated. The, the Our daughter's a student at the University of Washington. Mm-hmm. My son's graduating right now from the University of Washington. We have a senior in high school and a um, an eighth grader. And so we love our kids, and we're really devoted to them. My husband is incredibly important mm-hmm. to me. He's my rock. He's my foundation. Yeah. We've been married for 19 years, and um, he's the only reason I am where I am right now. So... He's that a great so, guy. That is so beautiful. And I hope he's listening to the show because um, I can hear the emotion and I can hear, see you almost tearing up there. And, you know, it's it's really great because businesses, we work and we work really hard. And I know that you do. You put in a lot of time, effort and energy into the success that you uh, that you have. Um, but the why behind it is really it's our family and what we're passionate about. And so um, thank you for sharing that. And I love the CV, the emotion behind it. Katie, it was a real pleasure for us to be able to, to interview you and look forward to having you come back and studio again soon thank you for having me and this is your host tina mitchell and your co-host keelan arby you're a local mortgage expert signing off for the day we'll be here same time same place next weekend right here at 11 50 a.m kknw enjoy the rest of your weekend Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC.